0: It may well be that you're already abundantly aware of the situation, but just in case, here's a quick sampling of the more standout situations. There are moneylenders making loans to desperately poor people at exorbitant interest rates. Some political leaders believe that a wall needs to be built around the borders so that we might be safe from outsiders, while other political leaders find the idea so reprehensible and the situation is so tense that workers on the wall carry weapons on them in order to feel safe. Also, there's a general sense that people have forgotten the relationship with God and what is expected of them as a religious people. And so as a society, they're going about doing what they want, not necessarily what they should. Now, all that was a setup for the first reading. That's what was going on in Jerusalem at the time of Nehemiah in the Old Testament. And you see, the more things change, the more they remain the same. In this case, however, it is why when the book of the law from scriptures is read to them, all the people have tears in their eyes. It's because they're remembering who they are supposed to be. They were God's people. He's chosen people that he loves. They were called to a greater dignity. But no one told them, or better yet, nobody reminded them, and they just drifted maybe like our fellow citizens in New York. I'll talk about that next week. If it seems nobody cares, it's difficult to be going down the right and the more challenging path. But if someone presents you with your most noble self and how much you mean, it can draw tears as it did from the people in Jerusalem. Wow, that's who I'm supposed to be at my best. That is my potential. I saw something similar to this happen, this visceral, emotional response uh, to uh, from a reminder of who we were supposed to be in this parish about five years ago. It happened right here. It was during our Lenten retreat and as part of it, we invited various people to speak, among whom was a woman of this parish by the name of Sharon Dietrich, who gave a powerful witness about what it means to be a committed, adult single woman of faith and how important such a woman is to the faith community how much life and goodness and beauty they bring to the church and how terribly vital they are how terribly vital you are i was rather shocked after the talk how many adult single women of faith were in tears and who said we desperately needed to hear this we so often feel forgotten invisible or taken for granted compared to other groups in the church and i was like wow and i'm more cognizant now of how much that our parish operates well because of these women then on friday the same thing happened to me this visceral response to someone speaking about about my worth I rarely get emotional, but all of a sudden I'm starting to have all these emotions that I was unprepared for. But we're going to get back to that in a minute. Before that, first, a few words about a commercial that has been in the news and all over the social media recently, the Gillette Razor commercial about toxic masculinity. If you've not seen it, it's about correcting poor behavior, specifically in men, especially when it comes to bullying and treating women poorly, and it has been extremely controversial. Very few people are on the, I completely like it, are, 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 are impartial about it. They either completely like it or they completely hate it, except for those who parse out parts of it or somewhere in the middle, right? And I think one of the biggest problems with the commercial is that it exemplifies what has long been wrong with Catholic morality in the way that is taught in the Catholic church, which was largely bad, wrong, sinner, hell, shame, don't. The problem problem is that you rarely win, you rarely win anybody over to your side if every time that you see them, you hit them over the head with a stick. One's first reaction in a situation like that generally is not, gee, I want to be just like them. It may be that in that commercial there were some good messages, but it was presented in a way that those who most needed to hear it are not going to hear it. So what good is it? Imagine it this way. If there was a commercial showing all the ways that American Italian community did not live up to everything that is good about being a citizen of the United States, even if you stated it with the prefix toxic American Italian behavior, I would be willing to bet bet that your average Italian American would not thoughtfully consider whether they were guilty, but would wonder why the attack on American Italians. Likewise, is this rather odd commercial? Likewise, is this rather odd commercial on toxic masculinity? And as a side note, it's, this is an interesting chastising from a company that typically uses a blonde supermodel mo- hanging admiringly on the arm of a well-shaved man in order to sell their product sexualize and objectify women, use them to sell your product and then beat up men when they fall for it. Now, the real problem is not men and it is not even masculinity. The problem is sin. What is shown in the commercial is not true masculinity at all. When God created man and woman in his own likeness, he did not call them good. When he made the earth he said it's good when he created the lights he said it's good when he made the animals he looked at it and said it was good but that's not when he said when he made man rather when he settled adam and eve in the garden he looked upon all he had created and he called it very good all got along well the problem came after the fall and part of the problem with the fall is sin, and sin always divides. Virtue unites, sin divides. And so we see sin dividing from the very, very beginning, right? It wasn't me, God. It was that woman that you put in here with me. And then he goes, it wasn't me. It was that snake in the grass, right? Division's going on. And thus began the division of sin. And we're still pointing fingers at each other and saying, it, they're the bad ones. They're the bad ones. Especially, you know, and especially in movies and in TV shows and in books, men are the muscle bunglers who overreact, get it wrong, are negligent and dispensable fathers who always need to be saved from themselves, And you are told you cannot react or you're just as horrible as they are. And nobody, not male, not female, not young, not old, not mothers-in-law, nobody should be generally cast this way. And I can't believe how numb I was to it until I saw a commercial on Friday for the Edgar Watch Company, another commercial. And instead of beating men on the nose with a newspaper, it held up the best that man could be as an example, it held up true masculinity. The opening scene is a firefighter running out of a fire, all the flames in the background, and he's holding a little child, saving her from the fire. And it has a subtitle on it that says 93% of all workplace fatalities are men. And it asks the question with a voiceover What is a man? Is a man brave? Is a man a hero? Men comprise over 97% of war fatalities. Is a man a protector? Is a man vulnerable? Is a man disposable? Men, you make up 80% of all suicide victims. Is a man broken? Is a man trying? We see the good in men. This is from a watch company. So I see this and like the people in Jerusalem or the single women at the mission, I felt all emotional I, I was unprepared for it. I, I wasn't even expecting it. And I even got moisture in my eyes and I was going, what is this? And at the end of that commercial, you know, I didn't want to debate the commercial. You know what I wanted? I wanted to be a better man. This is the way to teach future men and in general Christians, not with a blanket newspaper on the nose, which we have learned does not work, but by saying, men, God saw you and he said, you are very good. The behavior in the commercial was not bad because a man did it. It was bad because a human being did it. Mansplaining is not a masculine characteristic whether it happens to be a man doing it to a woman in a boardroom or a woman doing it to a man in front of their children. Men, the answer is not to become more feminine. What is needed is not less masculinity but more, but true masculinity men doing what they are called to do, to be a faithful spouse, as you are called to be, to be an attentive father, as you are called to be, to be the chaste boyfriend, the loyal brother, the good worker following the example of Christ, the good team member, the great artist, to be a holy priest or deacon for others, to be an active churchman, a a disciple, the Christian, And this is not just a message for men, it is for all of us to become ever more faithfully who we, we were created to be. Very good. Men, women, Christians, God sees you and calls you to be very good and your faith invites you and helps you to live up to that calling. And if you don't need a razor company or a watch company to help you do that, you just need to be reminded to open yourself to the prompting of the Holy Spirit who is within you now and to nourish the good within you.